you are tuning in to Freak Me Harder Erotic Sex Talk, and this is episode 24, season 2. I am your host, Brazil Extrina, giving you exactly what you want for exactly what you need. On today's show, God, we're going to talk about the theory of the evolution and a little bit of the revolution of sex. Because it's such a broad topic, I will focus on the psychology of sex from Sigmund Freud's perspective and also from my own. We'll also talk about men and women and how they are depicted within society and gender class. We'll talk about spiritual and sexual nature, the difference between sexuality and gender, and we'll also talk about the pinups and how they change the game for us women today. I also have much, much more in store for you guys. Um, So are you ready to talk dirty? You're not ready. Are you ready to get this show started? Are you ready to talk dirty, my loves? Okay, let's do it, baby. Get on your knees right now and become humble to me, baby. Class is in session. Freak me harder. Erotic sex talk. Let's do it. We are all gods in our own unique way. Not in a biblical sense, but gods with a purpose within the universe. We all have a purpose. You see, we all have an existence that helps to continue our future legacies. Without our purpose, there is no existence within the universe. As human beings, we have been confined into believing that we are not supposed to express ourselves or each other sexually. We are taught to keep everything sexually to ourselves and not to share it with anyone. That changes today. Sex is a free action embraced from our love and energy within. Our souls craves it and others try to find it. The purpose of why we're here is love. Our divine God has only wanted us to love and embrace one another. As the great book of Genesis states in chapter 1, verse 28, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and every creature that crawls upon the earth. My beautiful, beautiful people, open up your third eye and humbly accept the God within the evolution of sex. Okay, so we're going to talk about Sigmund Freud's uh, perspective of sexual behavior from his psychosexual five stages. Now, Sigmund Freud proposed that psychological development in childhood takes place during five psychosexual stages. Number one is oral, second, anal, third, phallic, fourth, latency, and the, the... 
I think the fifth one is genital. These are called psychosexual stages because each stage represents the fixation of libido, roughly translated as sexual drives or instincts on a different area of the body. As a person grows physically, certain areas of their body become important as sources of potential frustration, erogenous zones, and pleasure or both. Freud in 1905 believed that life was built around tension and pleasure. Freud also believed that all tension was due to the buildup of libido, sexual energy, and that all pleasure came from its discharge. In describing human personality development as psychosexual, Freud meant to convey that what develops is the way in which sexual energy of the id accumulates and is discharged as we mature biologically. Freud used the term sexual in a very general way to mean all pleasurable actions and thoughts. Freud stressed that the first five years of life are crucial to the formation of adult personality. The id must be controlled in order to satisfy social demands. This sets up a conflict between frustrated wishes and social norms. The ego and superego development in order to exercise this control and direct the need for gratification into socially acceptable channels. Gratification centers in different areas of the body at different stages of growth, making the conflict at each stage psychosexual. <clears throat> Now, some people do not seem to be able to leave one stage and proceed on to the next. One reason for this may be that the needs of the developing individual at any particular stage may not have been adequately met, in which case there is frustration. Or possibly the person ne person's needs may have been so well satisfied that he or she is reluctant to leave the psychological benefits of a particular stage in which there is over indulgence. Both frustration and overindulgence or any combination of the two may lead to what psychoanalysis call fixation as a particular at a particular psychosexual stage. Now fixation uh, refers to the theoretical notion that a portion of the individual's libido has been permanently invested in a particular stage of his development. Psychosexual stages of development. Oral stage birth from birth to one years. In the first stage of personality development, the libido is centered in a baby's mouth. It gets much satisfaction from putting all sorts of things in its mouth to satisfy the libido, and thus its id demands, which at this stage in life are oral or uh, mouth-oriented such as sucking, biting, and breastfeeding. Freud said oral stimulation could lead to an oral fixation in le later in life. We see oral personalities all around us, such as smokers, nail biters, finger chewers, and thumb suckers. Oral personalities engage in such oral behaviors, particularly when under stress.
the libido, the stage anal, one to three. The libido now becomes focused on the anus, and the child derives great pleasure from defecating. The child is now fully aware that they are a person in their own right and that their wishes can be their wishes can bring them into conflict with the demands of the outside world. Freud believed that this type of conflict tends to come to a head in potty training in which adults impose restrictions on when and where the child can defecate. The nature of the first conflict with authority can determine the child's future relationship with all forms of authority. Early or harsh potty training can lead to the child becoming an anal retentive personality who hates mess, is obsessively tidy, punctual, and respectful of authority. They can be stubborn and tight-fisted with their their cash and possessions as well. In adulthood, the anal expulsive is the person who wants to share things with you. They like giving things away. In essence, they are giving share, sharing their shit. An anal expulsive personality is also messy and disorganized and rebellious. The phallic stage, which is uh, stages from three years to six years. Sensitivity now becomes concentrated in the genitals and masturbation in both sexes becomes a new source of pleasure. The child becomes aware of the anamical anamical sex differences, which sets in motion the conflict between erotic attraction, resentment, rivalry, jealousy, and fear, which Freud called the adebius complex in boys and the electric complex in girls. These, this is resolved through the process of identification, which involves the child adopting the characteristics of the same-sex parent. Latency, stage six years to puberty. No further psycho- uh, psychosexual development takes place during this stage. Latent means hidden. The libido is dormant. Freud thought that most sexual impulses are repressed during the latent stage and sexual energy can be uh, sublimated towards school, work, hobbies, and friendships. Much of the child's energy is channeled into developing new skills and acquiring new knowledge and play and playing playing becomes largely confined to other children of the same gender. The genital stage, puberty to adulthood. This is the last stage of Freud's psychosexual theory of personality development and begins in puberty. It is the time of adolescent sexual experimentation, successful resolution of which is settling down in a loving one-to-one relationship with another person in their 20s. Sexual instinct is directed to heterosexual pleasure, 
rather than the self-pleasure like during the phallic stage. For Freud, the proper outlet of the sexual instinct in adults was through heterosexual intercourse. Fixation and conflict may prevent this with the consequence that sexual perversions may develop. For example, fixation at the oral stage may result in a person gaining sexual pleasure primarily from kissing and oral sex rather than sexual intercourse. Now, what's the difference between gender and sexuality? Well, sexuality is your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, and your behaviors. Gender is more so an identity concocted from your experiences. Now, when I think of the psychological aspect of sexual behavior and gender, I first ask the question, what's the difference between the two subjects? And how are they correlated through the environment? Sometimes people get, you know, the two mixed up because gender is sometimes associated with emotion or identity. In other words, a woman usually would be associated with being soft, kind-hearted, not physically strong, um, very emotional, not capable of wearing uh, anything else but a lovely dress and looking sexy and entertaining others. And you know, a guy is, he's, um, he's known to be, uh, associated with being strong, taking charge, not emotional, bringing home the bacon. In this day and age, even though we have women taking on male jobs, we as people identify gender by what people wear or look like. But what is gender really? Looking at one's characteristics does not explain one's gender. Their environment and what they are taught explains their gender. For example, as a child, a a little girl is taught to mimic her mother, cooking, cleaning, etc., right? Also, a girl is programmed to mimic what is considered to be feminine behavior, like playing with dolls instilling in her mind to prepare to have babies in her future, playing with kitchen toys, instilling in this girl's mind to take care of the household, to clean, to cook. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never seen any trucks, fire trucks, cars, in a little girl's uh, toy aisle. Have you? I mean, I've the only thing that I've seen are Barbie dolls and you know, kitchen appliances and art artworks and things like that. They do this, and I mean the people that control this world. They do this to create your gender mentally. It's no wonder why so many women want to be married and have a family because it was instilled in them from the very beginning. Whew telling you this is something serious 
When a boy is even raised, when a boy is raised, he is raised to play with trucks, cars, sports, equipments, action figures, and as a boy grows up into adolescence, they are also taught to be non-emotional and tough, etc. This is another way that the powers that be control and or create your gender. So when the ch- when the children grow up, they're already set in their ways and they don't even know it. But because we were born into a lie, we pretty much believe whatever comes our way. Because we are taught lies by the people who raised us unintentionally. Your gender is revealed or created through one's life experiences. That is why cre- that is what creates your gender and that is what defines definition gender within boys, girls or transgenders. Sadly, the way we were taught was wrong because some kids were not given the opportunity to play with what they wanted. And if they did, sometimes they would be called a sissy, spanked, or called weird. That should not be. That should not be so. We should let our children embrace their gender definition on their own. Because let me tell you something. Whether some of you like it or not, your kids will know if they're gay, straight, or transgender or lesbian very early on in life, very early. I'm talking as kids, they will know. It's called taking back their gender identity. To the media, to the people of society. A lot of people believe that men are more superior and us women are inferior. Why is that? Do you think it's true? I do think that society and the powers that be put a man in charge and make them more superior. And if you don't think so, why is it that women are more exposed in movies and television and and men aren't? Why are women slut-shamed for engaging in promiscuous sexual activities and men aren't? Why can a man walk around without a t-shirt and we can't? This is a form of gender supremacy. You want to know who is ruling and controlling this world? Take a look at the questions I asked prior and you will have your answer. Men are the sole rulers of this world. And oh yes, with when James Brown wrote the song, This is a Man's World, he knew what he was doing. He was speaking facts. He wrote that song, This is a Man's World, and he knew what he was doing. Hell, Ray Charles can see that this is a man's world. This is why we have the division and the divide and conquer method. Dividing people by race, gender, and economic class or economic class. 
always remember that it's easier to control people in smaller groups. There were women who paved the way for the women today to embrace their sexuality regardless of what others demanded. Women like Josephine Baker, Betty Page, and Marilyn Monroe, these were iconic women that did the unthinkable in their time. They went against the grain, not with it. Josephine Baker was a dancer, and she was the first black woman to uh, be clothed in Christian Dior and the first to embrace her sexuality for the entertainment of others. Now this is, this was in the 1920s. So this was the era of like a huge racism war. It was really bad. It was racism everywhere. Um, Even though Josephine Baker was more accepted in love in Paris and France, uh, she was loved in America, but there were racial uh, and discriminatory acts towards her. But, you know, uh, with that, Miss Baker never let those issues deter her from accomplishing her dreams respectfully. She was a jack of all trades, a singer, actress, comedian, ballet dancer, a mom, and a model. Josephine Baker's purpose was conquered and her influences still lay heavy and engraved with our within our hearts and uh, within our thoughts to this day. Betty Page was a brunette with a Chinese bang, the infamous Page Boy in the Chinese bang. And she was also known for her racy, provocative photos that helped bring in the sexual re- revolution of the, in the 1960s. Marilyn Monroe was known as a full-figure pinup who posed in the nude and later went on to acting on the big screen. Monroe had a mind of her own. This is what made her dominate everyone's energy. She she posed nude knowing it would ruffle a couple of feathers. She did it for the empowerment of it all. In retrospect, there was a silver lining in the errors that these women affected people in that time because what was negative then is no longer negative now. These women embraced their self-love and put in and put it into motion and created positive influences. People will always say something negative about what someone's doing. But notice those people those people, those are the same people focusing on another in order to gain happiness. And again, if you have to focus on another, if you need a, a an object to focus on to make you happy, you'll never be happy. So be careful when you make fun of people because that is for your own pleasure, your own enjoyment. But you shouldn't have to do that in order to create the love and happiness within Now by uh, Mashable.com, I'm going to talk about 
the Victorian burlesque um, era. And the burlesque was popular in London from the 1830s to the 1890s. And this was the specialty of certain London theaters, including the Gatti and Royal Strand Theater. Often the performances were risky in nature with women wearing revealing costumes. Burlesque shows were introduced to the United States in the 1840s. Around this era, there were many factors to consider amongst one of them were women embracing their sexuality and using it for entertainment and pleasure. Having the choice to secretly do what you wanted in order to fulfill great fantasies and desires, women should definitely embrace what they got and not and not to be ashamed of it. Women fought so many years for our rights in order for us to live how we want to live. Still to this day, we continue to fight for what's right and in respect for women. But we have come a long way. Pan. Now the word pan is Greek for all. And pan is also uh, associated with pandemic and panic. In mythology, pan is well known as the god of nature. Pan's description is a half man, half goat with the horns located on his head and the, the body of a goat. Pan is known for enjoying nature while skipping through the forest and having sex with nymphs, which are tree spirits. When in fear and if threatened, Pan doesn't fight. Yet if, the, if he feels threatened, he lets out a scream so fearful that it induces panic in all who hear it. Christianity, secret societies, Illuminati, and Baphomet as a whole has controlled the imagery of Pan by associating it with the devil, whom is a de demonic entity, a being, a spirit, the devil has no looks. This demonic entity does not have a look because it is a spirit. Yet people in high places use Pan's look in hopes of putting fear upon the land. God and the devil, they do not have a look. They are spirits. They are beings. There's no physical form to them. And I use the word loosely because they are not people. The evolution of sex has not evolved. It has only disintegrated. You see how, <clears throat> excuse me, over time, sex was more revolutionized as a form of freedom of speech from gay rights to feminism and freedom of choice. But freedom of choice with sex is slowly becoming obsolete due to control and manipulation from a higher power. Now one talks about, no one talks about sex anymore. And it's definitely something that people shy away from with the help of religion and the powers that be. They have turned sexual behavior into a form of evil imagery. I have the world, I hear the world is overpopulated. I mean, prove it. I don't think the world's overpopulated. I just think it's rubbish. 
These days, it seems like all people have to do is say it. And we're supposed to automatically believe it. The coronavirus. The pandemic. The rules consist of staying far away from one another. Don't touch anything or each other. If the virus is airborne, a mask would not save us anyway. So why are we wearing them? The virus needs a host. The transaction has to be with an infected person. So I ask, why are we in a state of panic and fear? Because it is another way to divide and conquer. As a pre-med student, I know the difference between a virus and what it can do. A virus has to be made and injected into a host so it can be spread. And that is how we contract these viruses. Another thing is it's hard to kill a virus in the body because it's hard to find. Viruses are known to hide behind the spinal cord. That's why when you contract the virus, your body starts to malfunction because the virus is at the base of your central nervous system and your brain. The disorder of structure or function in a human is not a disease. It is a virus. And a virus can also be looked at as an internal parasite created by men, in my opinion. Is there a revolution going on? Yes. A revolution to evolve the evolution of sex. Now, sexuality, I explained, is your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, and your behaviors, which is the very same thing that is being manipulated. Don't let the powers that be fool you, please. We are all gods in, in our own right. There is only one creator and ruler, our divine God, and its purpose is love. We have the bald eagle that represents the American flag in America, a scavenger, a bird that preys on the weak and the dead. Pay close attention. This is our mascot for America. In an open world, we're freedom. We're in an open world where freedom of speech is limited. Try to understand that in order to gain your independence, one must take back what is theirs. Sexual freedom, a, revol a revolution that will always stand the test of time. But will we conquer as a people? Yes, we will. We will conquer by living, living without fear. Look at yourself and love it and love others. We are divided by propaganda and fear. Be strong. We are the revolution raging against the machine. A free world definitely is inevitable. A world where you will not be judged on your choices or your appearance or gender. Instead, you will be embraced solely on your presence and love. This will be a chapter that will open and continue our future legacies and what they're meant to be. A gift of the divine. God. Gift of divine.
my loves that is it for this show i'm so sad that it's ended but don't worry i have more sexual treats in store for you guys in the near future please make sure you never miss a show by favoriting my podcast this podcast is made possible by viewers like yourself and is brought to you by our sponsors adamandeve.com where your sexual treats are only a click away thanks so much you guys humbly as always i work arduously to give you the incredible sexual commentary that sets the mood right and stimulates your sexual curiosity as always my loves live laugh and fuck and with that being said i am out This is Brazil, and when I want to get my fuck on, I go to adamandeve.com. You know, Adam and Eve says the best part of staying at home is playing at home. Take advantage of the downtime and choose almost any one item at 50% off. When you do, you'll also get 10 free boredom-busting gifts, including six spicy movies, three-piece bonus kit, and best of all, free shipping delivered discreetly right to your door. Just remember to use my offer code FREAKME. That's right, beautiful babes. F-R-E-A-K-M-E at checkout. Freak me. Adam and Eve has thousands of products to make you glad that you're staying at home. Sex toys makes being at home so freaking enjoyable. Hell, even shopping from home is more enjoyable when you're shopping sex toys. Go to adamandeve.com and use that offer code FREAKME to get your 50% off just in a, just about any item plus 10 free gifts.